1: Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton.
0: And I'm Greta Thomas, and we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals.
1: We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here.
0: Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's mini Future Proof Me episode,
1: where we're sharing a few negotiation gems we've learned from one of our guests. Yes, that's right. And we wanted to revisit the excellent advice from Margarita Hedothia, who's the CEO of multiple companies that she started and built. We spoke to Margarita a while ago, but what really struck us both, I think, is that even though a lot of
0: her businesses are in Latin America in places such as Costa Rica and Nicaragua, as well as the USA and Russia, she's learned what she has to do to negotiate,
1: even when she's facing real chauvinism. Exactly. She's got some excellent and pragmatic advice that we're going to share with you today. This includes what to do when you find yourself negotiating and you're not feeling that you're being taken as seriously as you'd like to because you're a woman, as well as, to kick off, her advice when you're negotiating your salary. Here she is.
2: Men have a very easy relationship with money in general. They don't see it as anything bad of speaking about money, speaking about earning or making more or being aggressive about negotiations, women and women executives, you can see them that they, they are negotiating on behalf of the company. They are very good negotiators. But if they are ne- negotiating on behalf of their own retribution or earnings or salary or remuneration, they are not as aggressive. And that is something that um, I notice time and again when I interview men and women. You can offer a man a salary, doesn't matter how much you offer, and they will always say it's too little. And very often women will say, okay, great, when do I start? Rather than saying the same, because when you're trying to get a salary, you want to get as much salary as you possibly can. So I think that is something where it's more of a training than an innate uh, situation. But I think we need to teach our little girls to have an easy relationship with money and power. Just like we need to teach our little boys to have an easy relationship with love and feelings.
1: You're the head of a company and you've got all these, or companies, sorry, and you've got all of these women working for you. If you could give them some advice about what you would want to see them doing differently around negotiating for pay, what practical advice would you give?
2: Okay. I would... Ask them to number one do their homework before they come in to the interview or to the job a review. Find out what your counterparties do. That is nowadays with technology, is very easy to find out what are the ranges for a comparable position. Ask, don't be embarrassed to ask. Men ask it all the time. You know, how much do you make? What are they paying you? How much are you taking home? Don't be embarrassed to ask that. The worst you can get is a no. I don't want to tell you, you know, and that's it, you know. But the more you ask, the more you will know. And if you come prepared to the interview, you will also have better arguments. Also, make sure you have reviewed your performance. If you have done very well for the company compared to your counterparties, you can obviously demand more money than than if you didn't. And in that sense, we have to be very honest because if we, if we did mediocre performance, we can't expect extraordinary salaries. Uh, but if we are super good at what we do and we work really hard and we're very efficient and we're bringing the company's goals forward, we can definitely negotiate. So number one, do your homework. Do, look both at your performance and be cold about reviewing your own performance because we tend to sweeten up our own actions and we tend to see ourselves better than probably other people would see us. Hopefully, hopefully we're, we we do not go the insecure route, but uh, try and ask, ask your friends, what kind of a job do you think I did? What do you think is my performance? Like before the interview and also find out about job salaries so that you can demand the same. And then uh, as second nature, whenever they tell you they're going to pay you X, it doesn't matter if it's triple what you were expecting. Still, Learn to say, Oh, it's less than I was expecting. I'm going to have to think about it because you never know how much more you can get, even if you're, you know, being offered more. Also using arguments that have to do with concrete things. That would be my third advice. I think a lot of women use values or fairness or justice arguments. Those arguments don't go well with a lot of bosses, especially because most bosses are men. So do concrete jobs. I expect this much salary because this is how much money I have sold for the company. This is how much cost I have saved to the company. So be concrete, be mathematical, and don't expect necessarily a response right away. But you know, but leave your points on the table. So those would be the three things. Do the do diligence both in terms of salaries and in terms of ask other people to be reviewers of your performance before you go in to get your job review so you can also have your own perspective and that of others. Salary. Negotiate. Always ask for more regardless of what they offer you because you never know. You know, in negotiation, there is this phrase called anchoring. You know, when you want to pay 50, if you want to anchor the price, you anchor it at 200 because there's a tendency to try to go near where you are. So anchor your a remuneration high, expect high, and, and also deliver high, of course.
1: Fantastic advice, Margarita, really fantastic. You know, if we were getting really practical here and you just have been incredibly practical, but many women, particularly where you're based in, in Latin America, but equally in, you know, all parts of the world, find themselves in a room as the only woman, what again is your advice when you find yourself in that situation as the only woman in the room?
2: I try to decide beforehand what it is that I want to accomplish. And if my mission on that day is to win a contract or do a good negotiation, I will put aside all the other goals. If it's a regular uh, business meeting and my goal is to forward the way Women are treated that they you can you can do more things. The problem is you can't do everything in one time. And if you are the only woman in a room, and your job is to negotiate on behalf of your company, you need to focus on that goal. That I, I don't think that's the day to be thinking about. Uh, are these men having a macho attitude? If they make a comment that I find uh, disagreeable, am I going to focus on my negotiation or on what they said? I have had, just like a lot of women, had to deal with times when they call you in the middle of a negotiation, sweetie, darling, or things like that, which are completely inappropriate. But you have to make a quick choice. At that moment, do you decide on putting the man on his place, and then you'll have a detriment to that negotiation, or you focus on the negotiation today, and later on decide whether that's the man you want to educate, or whether it's the one's that are maybe under your care or under your watch or your kids or your relatives. So I think choosing our battles is very important. And uh, having a thick skin is another. Um, I, a lot of times, go into a meeting and and I'm the boss. I'm the one who uh, has to speak to the counterparty, let's say, of the other side. And men will not look at me in the eye. They will look at other men in the table, at the executives that are coming with me, who are working for me. And I decided that I would, instead of trying to change how they behave, I was going to take advantage of it. When they stop looking at you, you're actually free to start gazing at everybody and understand their body movements, their facial features, listening to what they're saying. And then you can also negotiate and win from behind, even if you are the number one person, because your executives are as important as you are as well. So whoever wants to be taking the lead in the moment, as long as the the goal of the whole company or the whole meeting is in, in everybody's focus, that, that would be my advice. We can change the world, but not in necessarily in a meeting.
0: Wow, some really great negotiation advice from Margarita there.
2: Yeah, that was such a
0: fun interview, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I I, I love Margarita. And um, her advice on the importance of anchoring, it's a really important concept, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and just quickly to explain what anchoring is, essentially it's a cognitive bias that describes the tendency we all have to rely too heavily on the first piece of information or number offered, and that's the anchor. Think of it a bit like a benchmark and the other parties attempt to create a starting point that's favourable to them. It means that we consider other numbers or information after that in relation to the anchor number.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, and you know, for example, real estate agents try to anchor people's perceptions of the value of a property with the guide price they give you when you make an inquiry, although they try to anchor your expectations lower to get you more excited about the property.
1: Yeah, it's something to be aware of and you can use it in your favour when negotiating by naming a number that's perhaps higher than you really want, but it leaves room to negotiate. Indeed it does. Well, that's this episode
0: done and dusted. Join us next week for one of our longer interview episodes, as usual. And in the meantime, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do write us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps keep us going. Ciao for now.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.